0: Welcome to Turnbuckles, I'm John Reinman, and I'll have a medium iced black with sugar, two turkey sausage wake-up wraps, and a banana.
2: I'm Tommy Rico, and I'll have a turkey sausage, egg, and cheese on a multi-grain bagel, a large cold brew with oat milk, because I'm lactose intolerant, and a Boston cream donut just because.
3: I'm Julie Harrison-Harney, and I'll take a box of munchkins to stay,
0: please. Oh my gosh, nobody got hash browns? Well, that's fine, because it's time for the Backlash Rehash
3: backlash rehash
0: So uh before we get to the raw recap uh it was WrestleMania backlash they're doing all sorts of things with the names of the of the premium live events now they're naming stables after the premium live they got a Judgment Day and a, and the Judgment Day that's not at all confusing and then we got uh, it's WrestleMania followed by WrestleMania Backlash Here's the thing and I think we all like this show especially since it sounded like uh sort of like an E follow-up show after the real house fight, like WrestleMania backlash. I just picture everyone sitting around and like talking about what everyone wore, but no, this was a great pay-per-view, right? We had a good time. It was great. I I
2: wish that they could have. So there were only two matches that kind of disappointed. And if the two competitors from those two matches could stink up a match with each other, I think that would be great and save a lot of time. Why do you always got to be so negative? I know. I'm I'm clearly the most negative person on this podcast. I
0: love. Do you understand show. what it's like when you're on a podcast with me and you
2: are the most negative person? I I just for two segments on the show. That was it. Everything else was very positive. There's only five matches though, Tom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, <sighs> it's called backlash, and I'm backlashing against it.
3: You know the one thing that I wanted in this episode though. What's was, that? Because you know how on SNL. Um, on no. the Mother's Day episode, they bring oh. out their moms. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a real missed opportunity that the superstars didn't bring their moms to this premium live event. I thought
2: that Every, could everyone,
0: everyone out there, go Google Beaver cleavage, and maybe you'll see why they don't <laughs> do any.
2: Well, WWE did do a nice job yeah, of to mentioning Mr. Vince
0: Russo. Well,
2: they they did mention one. Mother's Day several times. Uh, mm-hmm. to which my wife, who was uh with headphones on listening to something that she enjoys uh, heard one of those quick shout outs to mother's day and looked up and said, oh yes, happy mother's day to me and went back to watching whatever <laughs> oh, enjoyable beautiful. show she was watching. Well, did yeah, you but show they, her they Stephanie
0: McMahon's wonderful post about that mother's right.
2: day? Anytime I try to show her anything about wrestling, it just, it's not welcomed. So I try yeah. not to, that's how the it only, was when I worked at the WWE. The only thing I can relate to her, so my my, my wife is a uh, a fitness fanatic lately, and so I will send her, like, clips of Rhea Ripley doing pull-ups and that kind of stuff, and she'll, she'll, like, she'll like those posts, but anything else, anything involving wrestling beyond
0: that is not welcome at all. <laughs> yeah. What about Marjorie Taylor Greene doing pull-ups? Any of those?
2: Uh, I don't think she's doing pull-ups. I think she's just so short that it looks
0: like she is. Yeah, I hurt my neck watching the video. Actually, it was crazy. Just like it broke my leg watching that Celtics Bucks game last night. Oh my goodness! Good Christ! Um, there was well, a lot
2: of good baby face in peril and uh, and <laughs> heel turns in that in that
0: uh, basketball game last phew. night. More physic. There's a lot of a lot of physicality.
2: Yeah, a lot of high player. cross bodies being thrown across the court. I didn't understand uh, why there was that
0: much physicality. Tom, I know the match you're alluding to. It was, bear, it was a happy Corbin, right? Is that one of the matches? Uh, yeah. Matt, <laughs> Always is. Moss. Okay. So, interesting thing about that is that, like, um, I was thinking, so the first thing I ever got to do, and Julie and I, we were talking about this. The first meeting I ever had with Paul Heyman and Ed Kosky, they were, uh, were booking King of the Ring 2019. And As we all know, uh, then Baron Corbin uh, went over
3: King Corbin King
0: Corbin. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it was my first day there. And so I didn't really, you know, but I had this thought and then other people on the creative team had said, oh, yeah, I had that. We we had the same thing looking at it because I believe Corbin went over Gable, uh, Chad Gable in the finals. And I remember looking at it. What a different time. (laughs) Yes, but I remember looking at it because he has when he was shorty G we were going to make him shorty G and uh, and I but I remember looking at him and saying, what if, though, Gable went over, became the king and then lost like two or three in a row and then turned heel off of that. And then you have like a Napoleon character. And that's fun. I remember um, Betsy was into that. I remember uh, a few other people who are still there. They had had similar pitches. They were trying to get to a way that just wasn't Corbin uh, going over. But it was like, they were like, but I remember Koski going like, hmm. Like, as in like, yeah, not going to happen, but pretty, you know. And I think of that. But I remember at the time, uh, everyone saying he's just such a nice guy. Because Chad Gable, very nice guy, very professional, hugely intelligent, um, great performer. 4.0. But he just—I was like—he could be a heel, and now he's this monster. And the interesting thing is, in the the Alpha Academy, that's exactly what we all talked about in the room. We were like, "I bet you he could go out there and act better than everybody, and have them like the shush. That's totally a King Gable. King Gable. Like that's an amazing name. And then he can't win. He has like three three losses in a row until he. Find, and then he turns, starts playing dirty, and then I think at one point. There was an idea, someone we knew about Hamas uh, before he had just signed with the company, and there's an idea that maybe he's the heater. Maybe that he is like the, the guard for Gable. So a little bit of inside stuff there that we thought oh, about. It's it cool. one of the rare times Paul Heyman, and I pitched a wrestling idea, and Paul Heyman kind of went, hmm, and thought about it. But Vince really likes Corbin. So, Tom, sorry, man. You're going you're gonna to keep seeing him. I
2: guess. I mean, I, I don't have a choice. <laughs> we're we're covering WWE programming, and he's he always seems to be on it. I I mean, I want to like the guy. He's got the athletic skills. He's big. I mean, but there's just something. If they've just handed him too many gimmicks at this point, I think we've we've gone over this before. They have given him everything. He won the Andre the Giant tournament. He was the King of the Ring. He has been undefeated, not once but twice, which is just the weirdest thing ever that he had an undefeated streak and then had another undefeated streak based on the change of a so first he's like name. So like Michael Jordan.
0: Michael Jordans he won every title in the 90s. He took two yeah. years off. And those years don't count. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what to do with him. He's one of those guys, like, it's
2: almost like the frustration with seeing a comedian who is really talented and just can't get anything to work. I'm right But here. you get to the point with that person where it's just like, I wouldn't know what to do with you if you if you gave me the reins now, because so much has been screwed up at this point that I don't know that it's unscrewable. I just I I don't know what to do with him. Well, other other than just just go to the bathroom when his matches are on.
0: Okay. well, if you want to see more of that, uh, happy Corbin after hearing Tom's description, make sure you check out. (laughs) All of actually, I will say that uh, I, I was a fan of the down on his luck Corbin and that whole story in Las Vegas. I thought it was good if everyone yes, had to catch up on it. It was see, there you go. I got gotcha. you. But look at gotcha. where it led. What, it what led do you know where? Wear? Wear. What do you think? He's gonna like be like friendly now. No, he's like no one named happy is ever really happy. It's like a no one, no one that's named tiny is really short except for tiny Archibald.
2: No, Bummy Corbin was working. He was actually getting like, there was a Sympathetic Corbin. No, uh, I think, um, I think McAfee was calling him Bumass Corbin, but, uh, but a Bummy Corbin was working. It was just, it was, he was getting over as a sympathetic figure and it was the most interesting thing he'd ever done. And then it just went back to generic heel.
0: And and it's kind of weird that you could go to Vegas and somehow be endlessly wealthy Off of just, I don't know. Anyway, before I dissect a a sports entertainment storyline and its veracity, now I know The Undertaker. That's very logical. But could this man really win enough money in Las Vegas? Uh, Go to Peacock. Check out all this uh, on Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown. The story of, because he was on both shows when he was going through this stuff, of Happy Corbin. I liked it. uh, Match, you know. um, But WrestleMania Backlash also available on Peacock. And that takes us to a returning segment. I'm going to hand things over to Tom.
2: For our segment, when a certain Golden Goblin didn't care for plans backstage, he'd kill those plans with the phrase, that doesn't work for me, brother. Well, say your prayers and take your vitamins because it's time to hulk up with our segment entitled, that does work for me, brother. And this week's segment is all about Mr. James E. Cornett, Jim Cornett, is a pro wrestling lifer from Louisville, Kentucky. He has booked territories. He's worked as a manager. He has been all over the world in professional wrestling companies, and he loves the squared circle as much as he hates comedy writers. Mm-hmm. Jim Cornett loves to crack on comedy writers because he doesn't feel like comedy writers are appropriate to set wrestling storylines. And you know what? Most of the time he's right. But When Jim steps into our world, when Jim decides to be funny, we want to commend him. By the way, we love Jim Cornette as much as he probably hates us. So Jim Cornette, uh, earlier this uh, last week, he was tweeting a joke. And I would just like to point out this is a nice, relatively fat-free joke that he tweeted. And uh, we're going to try to go apolitical with it, but we can't do that because the joke is political. Uh, At the Jim Cornette on Twitter... He tweeted out, local news here is saying no one could enjoy yesterday's Kentucky Derby because of the overwhelming stench of horse shit. But thankfully, the air cleared shortly after Trump left the premises. Now, Great joke.
0: Exactly. Like, now, there it's, were a, different... it's a decent joke, but it's also perfect structure and nice and tight.
2: Yeah, I mean, he didn't need local news here. That's a couple of extra words. And you know what? But it hooked you. Yeah, I guess so. It, yeah, it felt like a news story. But I mm-hmm. want to recognize Jim Cornette for his fat-free joke telling on Twitter. And ladies and gentlemen, that does work for me, brother.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs have completely changed the game. Bird Dogs shorts, pants, and joggers are made from the finest high-quality material and come with built-in liners that cradle your stovepipe for all-day comfort. Who the fuck likes being uncomfortable? If you're not wearing Bird Dogs this summer, you probably poop with your pants on. It's time to upgrade to the shorts and pants of the future. Your balls. They're going to thank you. Go to birddogs.com, enter promo code Turnbuckles, and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs Yeti Tumblr. They found Yeti's $90 tumbler, copied it, and now Bird Dogs is giving it to you for free. That's birddogs.com. Promo code Turnbuckles. And boom, a free Bird Dogs Tumblr with your pair of bird dogs. You will not take these things off. That I promise you. and now it's time for the raw recap. Raw recap. Okay, so let me get your takes on how we start this show. We start this show with uh the street profits and RK Bro again. And I'm just going to go off there because that was just my thought when I was like, "Huh? Now there I know there's a basketball playoff game and everything, but man am, am I just Crazy, or is this like the fourth time I've seen this with these dudes?
3: I think you're right. I feel like there aren't a ton of tag teams to cycle through. I And I felt like John, while working there, that was a consistent problem.
0: Vince doesn't like that, tag teams.
3: Yeah, it was, it was just a lack of... It's not that he doesn't them.
0: like them. He understands the business side of having single stars. Yeah,
3: stars. and I think, like, I remember the... We had to constantly be inventive about the Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, and um, I think Seth and Murphy were sometimes in in the tag team division at that time as well, when when Seth was the Monday Night Messiah. And a lot (laughs) of times you were just trying to pair people up as best you could because you just run out of different ways to it's why you constantly see SmackDown tag team people on raw and I mean, vice like the, versa. The
0: dirty dogs. I was there for that for, him. I was in the room. That was literally, Paul just said, let's just do. Who do we got? He's like, we need someone for Dolph, Bobby Roode. And that's how that team was put together. And they're still there together and over three years later, the, the dirty dogs. I love that team. Cause it sounds like Norm McDonald named them.
3: It really yeah, does. Yeah,
0: you see these guys over here, a bunch of dirty dogs here in this wrestling team. Huh? These dirty dogs? And two great performers, by the way,
2: who made something, you know, they made something out of that. They didn't yeah. have to. Uh, Rude oh, um, for- is one of my favorites who unfortunately has fallen into that tag team trap now. And he's, you know, Rude's closer to my age than most of the roster's age. So unfortunately, I don't know if we'll see him in a singles That's run. That's not but old Rude's great. No I think no, That's
0: not old. He's still a young man, and I will say this: Dolph. When Dolph was. So this was the end of 2019, and I remember Vince was trying to get Dolph to not leave and go do stand up full time. That was the plan, and um, so he saved
2: him from himself.
0: Well, I was really? just gonna say
3: Dolph would be great at stand up. He though. did
0: stand up, and the thinking, like all of us privately, not so privately, because sometimes you know, I mean, I was the new guy, so a lot of times I was just kind of. A lot of times I was talking more than I should, not unusual, but I would also just kind of be listening to hear what people thought of certain people. Um, and the take was like, why Why wouldn't he just go do standup? Why risk your health being a wrestler? Just go make your mind doing standup. But the, the interesting thing is in 2022, I actually think he's safer as a wrestler. Yep. A I think he's got a much safer career. Like I think a lot of comedians are like, man, I'd sure love to be in that ring with a barrier around me and and know what's coming yeah at least so. you
2: know your opponent
0: they're not coming out of the <laughs> yeah. dark yeah when did we start having surprise opponents at stand-up shows <laughs> well
2: you know what at this point i'm happy that like the you know like Corbin? comics are circulating the same case of covid 50 and 60 times so i'm just like you know what i'll stay out of stand-up for a little longer uh i'll, I'll let that marinate a bit before i come back between covid and people getting attacked I'll 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 wait it
0: out a bit um, but I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, oh, you said something earlier, Julie, that R- RKO 420, this is what, uh, Riddle says, RKO 420 says, we just smoked your ass.
3: Yeah. I guess prophets. ass is not a banned word anymore. And also I remember too. Ass is th- back on the menu. Ass is back. Ass is fine now, I guess. I don't know. I, they're just saying ass all over the place. And I'm just like, <laughs> and also. Also, too, this was something that I flagged as well. Again, it's just like in the writing room, you're just so used to not using the band words. I could have sworn that battle and war were also yeah. at one point on the band list. So and that was something that that Randy said. And I was like, oh, you said you said war. You said battle. That's a no, no. Um, yeah. I think Randy
2: could say fuck on camera and no one would bleep it at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Randy. What are you going to do? I, bro we should do a weekly, a weekly recap, by the way, of like unbanned terms at WWE.
0: Well, there's a lot of ass. was Julia. Said. So much ass. Why? I is just there feel, so for much the, ass? I feel for the street profits though, just because like when the street profits came in 2019, I, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, this is going to be the team for like five years. And uh, I think a lot of people were hurt by the pandemic. I think a lot of people's runs, maybe they didn't get over as the way they could have. And I think the street profits are in there. Um, But I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, to me, they don't, for me, they don't work as heels. To me, they're baby. I just remember that clip of uh, Montez shaking, you know, holding that baby in the crowd that went viral back in 2019. And that was such a cool moment. And they're such amazing athletes. And uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, it's like, I, I just don't know why they're not the biggest team in the world. And I think that like, if things aren't, I mean, there's all these rumors about roster shakes up and stuff shakes up and, um, man, maybe they go, maybe they go to AEW because well, I had two
2: I, th- I had two questions for you guys. Cause I know we wanted to talk about the profits and, and what's wrong. Uh, but I will disagree with you on the, the heel thing. I, a little while ago when they were teasing kind of a tweener heel thing with RK bro, I thought the profits were doing some interesting work on the mic And I kind of liked it. They could work as a tweener team. I don't think they could be a straight heel team, but um, I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I felt that if they had started the show with the match, like just get to it by skipping the promo. The promo wasn't great. It was a, we going to win. No, we going to win promo. And the audience always loses when that happens. So it wasn't a great promo. If they had just gone straight to the match, it would have been a hot start. Uh, But there was good stuff between Riddle and Montez Ford. There was a good back and forth. I think that's going to be a world title match someday, by the way. But can, can anybody here identify what's wrong with Angelo Dawkins? He's a big guy. He works well. He has some charisma. But there's something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. And every time I see the Prophets wrestle or cut a promo... I watch Angelo and I'm like, ah, what, what am I not seeing? What's He's missing? probably
0: mad that he had to go play lawn darts with the Viking Raiders for two months. <laughs> and I forgot about that. Losing I think like every week on that. Monday night, raw, that's probably what it is. And it's like, I just look at it and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know how you don't have, you know, how there's not, not something for these guys to do, but it's like, you look at AEW, they could use them. They could use characters. They could use entertainment and storytelling. And it's like, I feel like uh, Street Profits. And also, that's a better tag team promotion, AEW. They have tons of tag teams over there. My idea, uh, what do you think of this idea for a pay-per-view? Because it couldn't work in WWE because there aren't enough tag teams. But in AEW, because in WWE, they do, my, one of my favorite matches is the tag team turmoil match where it's it's kind of like a Royal Rumble, but it's like you start with a team, then a second team, and then whoever wins that first team, or whoever loses, they're out, and then the music starts, another team comes down, and they wrestle, and it just keeps going until there's one, like they're out of entrance, and then whoever wins that last match, they win the turmoil. Um, I think AEW has so many tag teams, they could do that as a pay-per-view. Kind of like that could be their Royal Rumble. And you could have like, Twelve a twelve tag team turmoil match, and the fun thing you do there is you could also bring teams back for one offs. I remember we were talking to the Dudleys at one point, um, and as we know, um, Devon's had some health issues that I don't think we were aware of in the office at the time, uh, but I I know that that was brought up at one point about uh, Dudley showing up for a tag team turmoil match, I believe in Saudi Arabia, um, but that kind of pay-per-view, you could bring back a surprise tag team for a one-off in AEW, kind of like WWE did with the the Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, in uh, 2003, I believe. And, um, I don't know, I just look over there, and I'm like, man, a big, athletic, charismatic team, like Street Profits, would just light it up over there. Because at WWE, I'm tired of seeing, like, it's just, they are get in the ring with RK Bro, who are so over, and you're like, well, I know it's gonna, it's like, yeah, like, You have to kill somebody here, and you kill.
2: Their feud with RK Bro has definitely hurt them, and it's not because of the matches. The matches are always great. I think though WWE sees the value in this profits. I don't think they're going anywhere, uh, particularly in Ford, because I think Ford is is going to be a a world champion someday. But husband of
3: Bianca (laughs) Belair. We'll
2: get (laughs) to. We'll
0: talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, Let's go next. I will
3: say real quickly about Dawkins. Out of anyone. I love when Dawkins just drops. That is my, do you see his, his whole body goes limp and he just falls without any abandon. It is my favorite thing that Dawkins does. He sells not, he just sells unlike anyone I've ever seen sell before. And it's one of my favorite things is just to see this big guy just like get kicked. And then he does, it's almost like, and then he just drops. And I'm like, this is beautiful. This yeah, is beautiful. He's, he's
2: good at everything. God, it's, it's just one of it those things that like he's good at everything. But I wonder if it takes sometimes you have to be great at one thing as opposed to good at everything. But he's I mean, he's a, as good a worker as there is, especially is. for a guy his size.
3: I love Guys. the two of them. I'm not worried about either of them. I thought
0: they're, well, it'll, it'll play, be the
3: right thing. It'll stick.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's playing tiddlywinks with the bushwhackers, I'm going to be pretty unhappy. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Exactly. Yay.
0: The Judgment Day. Next, we have a new member of the Judgment Day, as we uh, talked about. I think everyone kind of knew we were headed this way. Uh, Rhea Ripley is now in yes. the Judgment Day. But, Julie, that's not the big story about the Judgment Day that you want to no, talk
3: about. No, not at all. The big Go story forward. was Edge's haircut. Heard,
0: yeah, I got a few texts from people about this last night. Not Edges. In addition to you.
3: Hair, which I, I feel like was a, a shout-out to Rhea Ripley, because his haircut looked a lot like Rhea Ripley's haircut. Was this like him welcoming her? He was like, I'm going to get a haircut just like yours.
2: I think his it's a reverse mullet. Edge is wearing a reverse mullet. It's oh. party in front business in the back.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: there you go. By the way, they I, fixed, I think they fixed the Judgment Day. They're, they, With Rhea intro, Ripley, you think? It's great. Their intro is great. They, the The dark angel wings are awesome. The music is great. Uh, Rhea Ripley joining them. Did you guys notice uh, Damien Priest scared children into standing up with his All Rise because his voice <gasps> is terrifying. That was yes. like, uh, and,
3: so children. Immediately I stood up, bolted. I know.
2: Yep. And uh, she, so Rhea Ripley. I love little details. She added scales of justice makeup on her cheek in place of her normal X that she would put
0: there. What is going uh, on? You're talking about justice makeup. Julie's talking about hair. What the? What is this?
3: I'll gladly take my own show.
0: How am I the most optimistic and also most butch person on a podcast? You need a reverse mullet about this.
3: Yeah, man. I
0: just like that. Rhea said she turned. (laughs) She said she's tired of signing autographs. So she joined a cult. So, okay. Ask Tom Cruise how that worked out. But I love that line. (laughs) I'm tired of people at the airport asking me like, but I guess we've all been there, right? Like when you're at an Auntie Anne's at LaGuardia, you know, and they're just taking forever. I joined the fucking Judgment Day after about five minutes of that shit. Sure. Airport Pussy, oh, you ever man. been to LAX and they lose your bag. Yeah, I'll, I'll join. I'll be part of the NWO. I'll do it but, right now. Still, I guess um, do we
3: buy the justification that.
0: Yes. Because you the buy the time.
3: justification. OK,
0: well, no, I didn't like that line about the. I. I mean, I don't know. I just but in general,
3: like the justification of no judgment. This is I am not the Judgment Day, so no judgment there. But the justification <laughs> of
0: no judgment. This is not judge- why this, I'm here. Is, I will so not be
3: joining. Take this uh, plan but, of
0: fitness, also not a sponsor. We are the No Judgment Judgment Zone.
3: No judgment judgment exactly. That's yes. that's, that's 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 my group. The that's what they should do. There should be a uh, it should be AJ and Liv and Finn Balor, and they're the No Judgment Day. <laughs> So oh God. Stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. What is, what is that? Can you Planet imagine
0: Fitness me pitching was that? Was the to no Vince. judgment zone. Every every no Monday. Judgment. Every Monday they have pizza. And then on Fridays it's bagel day. And Paul complains about <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's please not say that too loud because we know the state puff principle. If you say it, it might someone might hear it and go. Uh, no judgment hmm.
3: zone. I would love um, that. Also, wait, <laughs> can I ask though? Like why so live live, you know, Rhea goes over live. Yes. And then we've got Finn and AJ. They, they come out. So is there a reason why Liv wasn't a part of that? Is it just because the match was so intense that they had to take her off? But, like, why not pair Liv with them now?
0: Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, what I did notice in, in speaking is that, is that Edge made a, a clear point of saying the movement is not over yet, which means there are people are going to join. And that brings me back to the first thing we talked about. You know who I think it's going to be? Street Prats.
3: Oh, because you
0: have a Hall of Famer, you have a male superstar, you have a female superstar. So what are you missing? A Tag, a tag
3: team. team. Shoot. It, it
0: brings me back to the acolyte days of uh, the Ministry of Darkness, with The Undertaker. Some I wouldn't hate that.
3: Ago. What do you guys think? I would like that. I I'd love it.
0: I'd give them something awesome to do.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah definitely be different. I also want to and point give out- a little
3: comedy too. They're so good at comedy. I think they could infuse a little dark comedy into the judgment day. I think that'd be fun. Well, I think
2: I, I want to, I want to point out uh, edge said that if you live in Hartford, you're a moron. And as someone who's performed at the Hartford, funny bone, uh, can confirm. Um, Jesus.
3: <laughs> Hartford
2: wow. was the we're shits last night. They were awful all night. And they weren't, I, I I'll bring up later when we get to the main event, how awful they were during that, but they were just the shits all night just a <sighs> dead dead crowd other mm-hmm. than those children terrified
0: into standing up for Damien priest need to bring back that mental health app my goodness tom we have a, oh so sonia deville no longer an official is there any way we could put Sugar her in the nba instead good god um but how cool yeah. is
2: her entrance music by the way she's got some of the best entrance music Dude, there they is. got
0: some they got some happen to music they got the best since the jim johnson days right now and I know that may sound like a dork, but I don't care. I was a fan of his work. It matters. It's it so important in
2: presentation. Which yes. by the way, all right. So let me let me dial back to Judgment Day. So when Rhea won her match against Liv, which by the way, again, Liv working so hard. Uh, she showed great baby face fire in you know in in the beatdown. Uh, she also reverted to her previous ring attire. Now that she's not in the tag team with Rhea. Again, little details, great. Um but so at the very end of the match, uh, Liv and Rhea, they debuted Rhea's new heel music, which it com- so it came out of nowhere and then it vanished. You can't do that. It, it like it completely. First of all, Rhea's got good entrance music already that isn't oh, really heel or No, no, no. Well, no. So just I I wanted to we I wanted to talk about entrance themes, and so Rhea had outro. And, you know, music coming and it was just weird. It piped in. No one recognized it. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like new heel music for Rhea. Why are they doing this now? And then uh, when you return a superstar, so we had a returning superstar against Sonya in Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss reverted more to her previous look. With the lily doll from the fiend days. She's but now she a came normal back-
0: girl with a favorite doll, which with speaking a, from yeah, dating with, experience man, does, does doll. this work
3: without the fiend? That's yeah, what I was Let me tell you something speaking,
0: it works in the marketing as a, department. As a dating person, yeah. the normal girl with a doll is actually more frightening than the fiend character. Let me just say that much.
2: But Alexa, who we haven't Have seen met- in a while, she came out to a decent pop because she returned Have you met Gladys? to
0: her. She used <laughs> to be my grandma's. Oh, bye
2: Gladys. Alexa returned to her old theme music, which is recognizable by the crowd. So she got a decent pop from it. They, they when they, so uh, Mustafa Ali has suffered from this. He came back to a new theme song. When someone is, when you're returning a superstar and you return them with new music, you dull their pop and it makes it, it mutes True. their return. And so I was glad they did that with Alexa. What about Alexa CM coming Park? back smaller than ever, by the way, she looked Tiny. What about CM Punk
0: when he came back with cult personality?
3: had to look good for that wedding dress, you know?
0: Well, I wanted to ask you about that because, Julie, you wanted to talk about that. Who's Alexa married to?
3: Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. One of the best pop stars of the early 2000s. It's great. That's cool. I didn't even know that until I saw the wedding pictures. And I was like, what? Ryan Cabrera? He used to date Ashley Simpson.
2: Really like to to see the, um, I want
0: to see the reverse. I want to see Michael Hayes marry Debbie Harry. That's what I want to see. Like some. Uh, How do we know can, that he didn't already? buy?: you like, can call <laughs> me one way or another. When you sold out the Superdome, I got that in my first 30 seconds of talking to the man. And I didn't even oh, know that's it.
2: real. He does that. Yes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, I have to talk to Michael Hayes someday. <laughs>
0: He literally said, they said this, uh, Bruce, uh, this, this here's John. And he said, uh, he goes that there's John, John, do you ever wrestle and sell at the Superdome? Like shit, you not. That was the second sentence. He said, maybe the I only love, two sentences.
2: Right. Uh, I love, uh, seventies and eighties exploitation and horror movies. So I'm a big fan of Joe Bob Briggs who used to hang out with the Freebirds in Dallas and has some great stories about no way. hanging out with them. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Joe Bob was one of their buddies. He was just one of their running buddies him. and they would get kicked out of the same strip club every night. Um, and Can
0: then, then, actually Mike, share and then a Michael would put on all the clothes that everyone took off. <laughs> Michael's just, remember, you remember the friends where Joey puts on all Chandler's clothes? That's yes. Michael when he comes to a production meeting, just, he's, he's like, what should I wear today? Hmm. How about everything? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if there
3: is a fashion show that WWE has, yeah. which I highly recommend they do, Michael Hayes should host. Oh, absolutely.
0: Host. Oh, God, I'd love that. Yes. I love Michael Hayes.
3: Yeah, he's amazing.
0: I love him for not and His outfits me. are even
3: more amazing.
0: I love him the top. He always had, like,
3: a little fanny pack as yep. he walked around. That was, Brilliant was really guy. lovely and amazing. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, brilliant guy. Uh, worked with him. I did something at the Tonight Show with him once. Did um, you really?
3: What'd you mm-hmm. do with him at the Tonight Show?
0: I went with Jimmy to WrestleMania and we did something. And uh, I just remember Michael being very patient when maybe we were taking a little bit too long talking nonsense. Oh until, until the Undertaker said, time to, get, time to get you out of here. Into my ear. So
3: Alexa versus Sonya, it was fast.
0: Yeah, it was less than a minute. It was a YouTube thing where I looked at the length and I was like, well, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. two, two spots and we're out of here. And I guess that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I,
2: I do have a problem with the twisted bliss as uh, Alexa's finisher, considering that Alexa probably weighs 95 pounds now. And I don't know that landing on someone would cause that kind of damage. She looked so tiny. I could get fights that. with
0: everybody. You're going to have. i fights with her. Your,
2: yes, you are. No, I am not picking fights with her.
0: It's just going to
3: be magical. I can't wait till I I can't
0: wait till the fall when the when we're literally having a civil war. It's going to be you and Jim Cornette versus everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be messaging me being like, I just had Wendy's for the 80th day in a row. And I go, yeah, I warned you about this. Uh, Let's move on. We have there's a a very compelling. I'm just going to say people should check it out on Twitter and YouTube. A digital
3: short, digital
0: short, a short film.
3: Yeah, uh, And it,
0: I, like I said, I taught a writing short films class. And one of the things we looked at very closely was WWE. They do a really excellent job. And uh, the students were fucking into it. Like they, they're giant Bray Wyatt fans now because of that. And, uh, but they did a new short film where it was Ezekiel detailing when he and his brother, Elias, wink, wink. Uh, we think, we don't know. Uh, met Shawn Michaels back in the nineties. And it like was, it was, good. Like it was very at the end of it. I was like, man, I'm, I'm happy for that guy and I'd be like, wait a minute. You you dope what? But like it got me hooked. So anyone should go on and check it out. But Kevin Owens was not a fan of this and uh, Kevin Owens <laughs> I love Kevin Owens because he's the dad's wrestler. And I say that in a complimentary way. He's the Clark Griswold of the of wrestler of the super. I only like- want
3: Kevin Owens to come out in Party City costumes moving forward? Because yeah. when he did it with uh, uh, Stone Cold, pretend to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, and now he did this with Ken Owens. <laughs> oh, every entrance he makes, so, I need him so he, he in a played in a his really old, shitty costume.
2: He played his older brother, Ken Owens, to yes. get uh, back with, at Ezekiel, with clearly he thinks talcum powder in his beard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
3: funny.
2: And a great and a funny and a fright wig. wig. Yeah. Uh, why didn't Ken Owens get his own theme music, by the way? Great. That would have been oh, hilarious. There's a
0: question for you. That, I mean, that would have been perfect.
2: They, they could have played KO's theme, but like on an arena organ or something. <laughs> just making it sound old timey. I don't know why they didn't. Well, and it was because Kevin was Kevin Owens, who would reveal himself very quickly in the segment by ripping off his fright wig. Shout out the to screaming. the
0: digital team at WWE who did the old uh, uh, um, the higher power homage. It's it's Kevin Owens! It was Kevin all along! Uh, for anyone who hadn't seen it, this is explained to re- catch everybody up. Uh, Ezekiel and Elias, some people think they're one and the same. They say they're brothers. Uh, and then Kevin Owens is dressed allegedly as Ken Owens, who, if I could describe him, if Santa retired and got arrested in Florida, that would be his mugshot. Ken Owens. Uh, <laughs> Veer is here. He's yes. back. And he's against what? Frank Lohman. Frank Loman's sounds like... Was he ever gone? Like Frank Lohman sounds like your sounds like your dad's friend who tries to get him to sell beepers on the side. Yes, well, he does. Frank Frank Jul- Julie, did you notice
2: like- that? Did you notice the digital connection to this? Because you're our our social media expert. No, I
3: didn't. So, what was the digital so connection? So WWE.
2: I don't know if they're doing it for every Veer match, but they tweeted, uh, "Name Veer's opponent. Wrong answers only." And they they put up a photo of Mister Loman. And uh, so my answer was Staky McBeeferton uh, because he was, he was a big Isn't that what they named chap. that
0: boat? In a, so, no, that's that Bodie McBoatface. McBoatface. Well, but so uh, the funny yeah, thing this, is, if you said Bodie McBoatface in the booking room, you might have a Bodie McBoatface by next Monday.
2: Wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin almost like Chili McFrost or something? Chili McFreeze.
0: Yeah, Baron that. Von Ice. I did not believe that, but it was confirmed directly to me by a person <laughs> in that meeting. Well, let's, let's talk
2: some veer veer showing some mat skills early he and he sold for the first hey, our time friend, in his our run. buddy
0: our buddy joe haggerty shout out to hags he ran into veer at the airport and commander aziz and commander aziz yeah, yeah. so joe haggerty who's uh, one that's of my a best rough friends, person to be behind that's a lot of a lot of badges to take off to go through the metal detector
2: i mean I, between veer and commander aziz they're the only two who could fit on a plane like i don't know how you fly those guys commercial they're well massive. as i said
0: to to hags. I was like, did the gate agent just call Veer for six months until finally <laughs> finally show we gotta hold the plane, everybody. Veer's not here. He's coming. He's not here. But anyway, here's my thing with this match is that sounded like Jay Leno there. Is Here's my question about that match. Um Frank Loman. Frank Loman sounds like the weekend you and knows way too much about dog racing. Um so <laughs> Frank Loman. Uh, he cuts a promo at the start. He talks about having three beautiful triplets at home. That's not true. There's always an ugly triple- triplet. That's why I ate both my brothers in the womb. Um, but I thought that Frank Lohman looked Are you saying good. that you were the ugly triplet? And so you ate the t- No, you're <laughs> saying that. And you know what? I'm the handsome me. Because I took care of business when I had to, Julie. You said
3: there's one ugly triplet. I've
0: always been but ahead of the, you But then you ate two. No, so I've, always, I've always submitted my work early. Even back then. I got ahead of ahead of things, uh, but I want to say that uh, I thought he looked good and maybe a little too good against Veer. And it's well, one of these things where it's
2: like, yeah, I, mean, they're both about the same. But size. does
0: Vince, Julie, do you think Vince got mad in Gorilla? Because I mean that Frank got a, Frank Frank Lohman there got a lot of offense in against Veer, and it ended up being a, like it was not a premium live event caliber match, but it was he like a get two a superstar. lot of offense. He got he a did. little offense. He got, four he got spots some spots least offense. in a short amount of time. He got, he got two ducks. He got some. There's one. Uh, and then there's one poorly timed. Uh, there's kind of a botched uh, corner move where Veer kind of took too long. And I was like, Frank probably could get the leg up there. But here's my thing. Like, <laughs> do we think this is to set up a thing where it's getting a little bit tough? Does, does Frank Lohman come back? Because he's got that big, interesting, like that big backstory. He's got the triplets. Does Veer say, I'm not satisfied with how badly I beat this person and bring him back? To beat him again. Mix up the local talent a little bit. I don't know. I mean, no? it's,
2: I, I don't, well, he's local enhancement. Well, first of all, he's not even local enhancement. All right. They, did he mention that he was from Hartford, Connecticut? Yeah, he's cause, from Hartford. He, Cause he's not, he's, he's a, local <laughs> he's a professional like, wrestler from New York. Yeah. So, but he, again, they, New York, they,
3: Hartford, it's all the tri-state area, right?
0: Yeah. Hartford is they, somehow New him. England and tri-state. It's true. By it's the way, the,
2: did you guys notice during the match uh, the Hartford crowd start, started chanting something and I couldn't make it out so I can only assume it was racist. That was I, about the triplets.
3: Oh my God, okay. you're so mean to the Hartford it was like, crowd. I love your triplets. Uh, I'm not done oh yet. We <laughs> need done. to join yeah. Judgment Day. <laughs> I'm
0: getting my like, yes. open. We, we have the American Nightmare, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Theory. And this is a, a good match. And this is compelling because Theory is the U.S. champion. And Cody really can't lose. And so it's, it's planting the seeds because, as you said, the first lines of Cody's there's more than one royal family in pro wrestling. Is that what it is or is it wrestling or professional wrestling? But there's more than one royal family. Well, you can't say the word
3: wrestling, so it can't the be The Rhodes' and
0: the McMahons. And so it was Vince's boy versus Dusty's boy, basically, in the match. And so I was thinking this could be planting the seeds of maybe going there. But then, as it's heating up and becoming a really good match, uh, Enter Seth Rollins wearing an ill-fitting black sequined pantsuit, which <laughs>
3: beautiful crop top jacket. looks
0: like if John Lennon overslept and grabbed Yoko's clothes by mistake would be my uh, best gorgeous. description. Seth
2: Tunning. was dressed like Antonio Banderas in 1995's Desperado.
0: Yeah. He uh, were in the dryer for two days. <laughs> Did you I guys notice it. by the way, pull it off
2: theory is starting Can't to seem it less it's like, like in his jeans. Theory's starting to seem less like just another guy and more like a top guy. Like this match, he really, he's a top guy now. He's a superstar. But Cody makes everyone he's in the ring with look better. And that was like the perfect uh, match to showcase uh, Theory's skills.
0: Uh, One of my my students was big on Theory, and he called it. He's great.
3: Can we have a talk about Theory, though, and his look? Because the devil goatee is not working for me. It's not. You don't like that he looks like
0: he might be in Smash Mouth? I
3: can't, I can't, we need, we need an updated look. I'm sorry. I'm I'll say it. I'll say he's it. He's bringing it back
0: though. He's bringing back the goat.
3: I don't think he is. And I, I truly think I can't get there with theory because of it. I'm going to be honest with you.
0: Um, anyway, it continues that program. I was saying to Tom and to Julie, I think you'd go four or five. I think the Seth Cody thing, they've had some good matches. And it's yeah, can like, they feud it's
2: until next WrestleMania? Because I'll I'll, I'll accept that.
0: (laughs) I would say SummerSlam. I think you got to give Seth at least one win back, which means that Cody's got to find a way to... Seth's got to get a win in there, or else you're getting into kind of profits territory. But we had a Bobby Lashley backstage promo, and I love this promo because he walked up to the camera, and he talked, and it felt natural. And the two ways I like promos are if there's someone there to interview the person, or if they walk up and grab the camera and start talking. And what I don't necessarily love is is when they're in the locker room hatching their scheme for later in the night and don't notice that there's a camera and a boom mic and a lighting crew standing there the whole goddamn time. So I love this Bobby Lashley promo. It felt, and I, I wish they would do it more often where he literally just grabbed the camera and said next week, I'm going to beat almost as ass as you can say ass now <laughs> in a steel cage. Ass is back. Well, Julie, what's your take on the backstage promos? What, what is your backstage? What's your preference, what's your preference though? Them. What's your style that you prefer?
3: Um, I like the interviews. I do. I think they're mm-hmm. great. The one thing about the interviews that bother me is that every interview ends in the same way, which is a cut to the interviewer being stunned about what just happened.
0: <laughs> and at a certain
3: point, if you're working at WWE, that's you true. have to like at a certain point, you wouldn't be stunned anymore. You'd be like, well, yep, that's my job.
0: <laughs> not everybody. And I, that's why we got to shout out Kayla Braxton and our old boss, Paul Heyman, who I thought had some of the best. I think in the old school world, everyone knows Hulk and Mean Gene. But for me, Paul Heyman and Kayla Braxton, that whole like eight month run, they, that was just fantastic where she would sneak up and go, ah, do the, <laughs> the spill, spill his tray of coffee as he was bringing to the bloodline. So good. Oh, the, they were great. And then he started then when he got her and he was like, hey, Kayla, and she she screamed jumped. Oh, perfect. Like Kayla's yeah,
2: always good and should always like she should always be a part of both just shows. Get rid I of agree. the
0: candid camera that's not candid, please. that's all I ask. But that brings us to the twenty four seven backstage, our truth. Julie, you're excited about this, and um, but again, I this one works for me because I can see our truth and all those people in this storyline not noticing the camera being there.
3: Absolutely. Just,
0: yeah. So to <laughs> so uh, there's a service here where Reggie is served divorce papers by Dana Brooke. But did you catch at the end that Tamina slapped him and then the papers ended up landing, landing back on her and Dana?
3: Oh, did they so, really? Yes. No, and I no one acknowledged that. it. So technically oh, no. he's
0: not served now. Yes. <laughs> so I wonder if Paul, like he did with me in real life, pulled him aside and said, I want to talk to you. You do not have to do anything, sir. It just gives him some free advice because the, the papers landed on somebody else. They are no longer up to you. Sir, you have nothing to answer to. Um, it is not quite as bad as Otis's cheese botch from uh, right before we started doing. that. Emmental. I'll never forget
3: that. <laughs> oh my god. For
0: anyone who doesn't go, go to the Peacock. Go to go to Peacock. Look up Monday Night Raw. I think it was like in January. Spelling bee. Spelling bee. There was a spelling bee between uh, RK Bro and the Alpha Cat, and they gave Otis uh, so you just a word and it, the. You're supposed to get to the point, and the first word he for shoot, meaning not planned, misspells the name of a cheese, and totally missed like I think two letters, and no one noticed it, and they kept. I think going. it was a
2: double M, and he skipped an M, but the word is okay. right there on the screen, and they just yes. breeze
0: right by. They're like, "All right, next question." Oh God, I could hear those headphones <laughs> drop all the way from New Hampshire. I could hear the God damn it! Oh. oh. Like Speaking
2: if, of sounds, did you guys hear in the video package before the twenty four seven backstage segment that they, they sweetened? Well, they sweetened the audio on uh, Dana Brooks slap on Reggie. <laughs> it sounded like they uh-huh. used like a like a whip crack from one of those old cowboy movies. It just it did, it sounded ungodly. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: But it, it, it's that, Kevin I, Dunn, I, the man of a thousand voices and sounds, <laughs> the, the king artist. of the Foley artists. He, he did, so, yeah, what he, is
3: my question for you guys? What is Truth's next job? Because every week, Truth has had a different job. He's been certified in something else. So now that he's served the papers, or attempting attorney. to serve the papers, now he's the
0: attorney. He served he's the him attorney. He's, they're going yeah, go to he's they're yeah, gonna they're go, gonna go to court. They're going to go to court. He, he, he's going to be to be
3: assets. Got it. Yeah,
0: and he's going to frighten
2: Paul Heyman backstage.
0: And then it's going to be who gets custody of the twenty four seven title, and somehow oh it's going to end up being oh, our Truth, John. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think that um, they're they're going to fight over the twenty four seven belt, Dana Brooke and Reggie, in Court. And then uh, agree to cut it in half. And then, <laughs> uh, or he might be the judge. Our truth might be the judge. The judge, the, the judge. That's what it will be. You're yes. going to cut my baby in half. Neither one of you deserves it. He's going to bang yeah. the gavel and go, I declare myself the 816 time, 24-7, call, collect, champion. Yep. And that's going to be yep. it. And then my wife, who is a judge,
2: can look up and just show disapproval of the segment because it's not showing judges in an accurate
0: light.
3: I love it. Yeah. I love okay. it. That's
0: great. Um, so then we go our main event, uh Bianca versus Asuka with Becky on commentary. Oh and my the gosh. world's
2: suckiest crowd in Hartford. They were <sighs> awful.
0: Completely dead. Let's talk Completely about what bugged dead. you though, Julie, though. Like what you had something in particular about this.
3: So when the the superstars come out, sometimes they put graphics on it. We've talked about it before, uh, where sometimes they'll put stats. Uh, On the side of like, hey, this person does this. And uh, one of the stats for Bianca Belair was wife of Montez Ford. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I I don't feel great about a stat of a superstar being that she's the wife of, you know, that's not that. Yes, it's true. But like, is it a stat? Is that a stat? But then I realized it was for context because they cut to the Kentucky Derby and they wanted to show a reason why they were together still unnecessary
2: um, still totally and, but unnecessary. but it was almost like
3: you could have said that in the picture I don't know if it exactly. needed to be a visual stat because she is the raw women's champion and I yeah, felt she, like wow what a weird undercutting move to say she, like wife of I don't know easily, it's like you're more than wife of I don't know it, it sat weird with me that one stuck out I remember seeing it being like I don't know if I would love that if like I have no. my own career and then it was like wife of my husband's name, you know, I don't know. She's top
2: five superstars in the in the company. And they're completely undercutting her like that. Like it's, so I'm going to have my wife when she's introduced in the courtroom, I do. They're going to have them introduce the judge as the husband of co-host of turnbuckles (laughs) and formally uh, opened for Jeff Dunham on the road. Like it's ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous and misogynistic and dumb, completely along with all
0: his puppets, Tom.
2: Uh, There was one that I didn't care for much. Okay.
0: It didn't work for you, brother. Uh, anyway, yeah. it ends with a, in a schmazz finish where Becky, oh my gosh, can't believe it, runs in and interferes and attacks Asuka. Who saw that coming? Double and running. Because oh, she right. ran in
2: on both performers. She ran she on hit Becky. On, uh, she that's Becky true. hit uh, Asuka
0: in the ring and Bianca
2: outside the ring. I think also fair to bring up Becky Lynch on commentary in Daft Punk cosplay.
0: Yeah, I was yes. just going to say. Uh, yes, she, yes was. she was a mix of uh, Donald Sterling's mistress V. Stiviano meets the sunglasses they make you wear at the dentist. That was uh, quite a look. Um, <laughs> but if you want to see them yourselves uh, check it out on uh, well, whenever it eventually ends up on the Peacock. But Monday Night Raw airs at 8 on USA. Friday Night Smackdown airs at 8 on the Fox Network. And this has been the Raw Recap. Raw Recap and everybody that's it that does it for our show nice.
3: thank you for Let listening to Turnbuckles you should subscribe give us five stars throw in a nice review I
0: love compliments please give uh, us a nice rating yeah Someone and gave find us, a us online rate.
2: by the way find us online we are at turnbucklespod on Instagram uh, send us an email at uh, turnbucklespod at gmail.com tell us what you'd like to see on the show give us some nice things to say and we may say them on the show who knows
0: and I wanna say, let the writers dress like writers. See ya, buckleheads.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death